I just want to begin this morning by wishing you all a very happy Catholic Daughters of America special Sunday. As you can tell by this wonderful front section here in the church, we are honoring our wonderful Catholic Daughters this morning. And I'll be honest, I'm a little bit intimidated to preach with you all sitting right there. It's a little bit tough. No, I'm just kidding. Now, it's so good to have you all here. And, you know, we're doing a Catholic Daughter membership drive, and I think the Knights of Columbus are encouraging people to join, too. And, I mean, I will say, sorry you got a little bit of a tougher gospel on Catholic Daughter Sunday. There will be wailing and grinding of teeth. Good to have you, Catholic Daughters. It's good to, good to be with you. I know it's kind of tough stuff, but I will say in light of that, you know, it's just living out the faith is not an easy thing. We need friends. We need help. And to have good people around us with the same goals going forward, like the Catholic Daughters, I mean, it's just a big help in staying focused on what's most important. So Catholic Daughters, thank you for all that you do, not only for the parish, but for one another in staying focused on the right things. And what I wanted to kind of tell you all about uh, in relation to this gospel so it reminds me of when I was in college. I took a class, and I think it was my sophomore year. It was a class called Shakespeare for Non-Majors. And it wasn't one of my favorite classes. It was one that met once a week. So it was a three-hour long class, which is not always the easiest thing in and of itself. And if I'm not mistaken, it met Mondays from like 3 to 6 p.m., which is not like the highest energy point of the week, right? And the main thing I remember, like, I wish I could tell you, like, we did these deep dives into, like, Hamlet, and here's it. I don't remember any of that. The thing that I remember is it felt like half the class, every class, to be fair to the professor, it was probably only, like, 10 minutes. But, like, half the class, okay, exaggerating, but he would spend the whole time, like, complaining about the students that were skipping class. And I remember, like, every time sitting there thinking, okay, I get that, coming to class is important, but... I'm here, guy. Like, why are you yelling at us about this? And, you know, going on and on about this. And it's like every single class. But I will say, you know, that the good thing about it was I can remember a couple of times at about 2.45 on a Monday that I wasn't really interested in going to Shakespeare for non-majors that day, but, like, just sort of that reminder of him not being too happy. He was like, okay, I'm going to go. Here we go. And I bring that up because as we read this gospel today, you know, about those that refuse to come to the wedding feast, on a certain angle, it's kind of like, okay, yeah, I get it, but I'm here. Like, why am I being reminded, you know, that it's important to get here? Well, in the same way that it's like, okay, college students being who they are, you know, like we need some help and some encouragement to do the right thing. If we're all honest, I mean, we do need help. And it's one of those things where the church gives us, quite frankly, a gift that doesn't sound like a gift, and it's the obligation to come to Mass every Sunday. And I know obligation can sound like a bad word, right? Like, well, you're obliged to do this. But just because we're obliged to do something doesn't mean it's not the right thing to do and that it can't be enjoyable, right? Like, I'm not married, but I know you're obliged to tell your spouse, I love you, you know? And you should do it. Like, okay, I can relate to, I say 
it to my parents, right? If I just don't fulfill that obligation for a long time, my mom's going to get kind of sore about it, right? Now, I may be obliged to do it, but it doesn't mean it's not the right thing to do. And in our fallen human nature, sometimes we don't want to do what's the right thing for us. And so, like, we can look at these first folks that are invited to come to the feast and think, what are you doing? How do you turn down the king, or even the king of kings, Jesus Christ, to come to the wedding feast, to be there? You know, like they're saying no because they want to go to their farm, to their business, or they just don't pay attention. It's like, how do they do that? But at the same time, one of us here can't say that there hasn't been a Sunday morning where it's like, ah... You know, the snooze button is just a lot more attractive right now, you know, or I'd really rather watch this game or go to this tournament or do this other thing rather than participating in the foretaste of heaven, right? Of getting to be in communion with God come to earth. And I promise, it's one of those things, once again, it's like with my professor, it's a good thing to be reminded of. I am a priest, for goodness sake. But I'm honest with you, like, I don't wake up every morning going, huzzah, another chance to celebrate the Mass. Like, it's still hard to get going sometimes. And yet, we need those reminders because there's so many different things that are pulling at our attention all of the time and so many different temptations for things that will ultimately run out. Now, don't get me wrong. You know, it's like there's nothing wrong with soccer or business or farm or field or whatever, but... They're not going to last forever. They're not there to ultimately fulfill us. What is our love of our Lord? And the fact of the matter is, as we go through this life, you know, today we had one of the most famous and beloved of all Psalms, Psalm 23, the Good Shepherd Psalm. Even though I walk in the dark valley, or if you get more literal in the translation, even though I walk in the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are at my side. As we pray every time we pray the rosary and the Hail Holy Queen, you know, in this valley of tears, we all know that life is rough. We know that it's dark out there. I mean, I don't have to go into detail about that. I mean, just look at the wars around us. The Holy Land once again is exploding. Ukraine is, is still continuing on. And even in our own lives, right? We have difficulties at work, in our families. We all are dealing with things in a fallen world in a dark valley. But notice... I fear no evil. Why? For you are at my side. And as you look at those folks that push God away, that don't want to go to the feast, as that happens more and more, it's just more and more darkness out there, more and more anxiety and difficulty. Why? Because we think we're in that dark valley all by ourselves. And we cannot let that happen. We can't let ourselves be overwhelmed by the darkness. Why? because the good shepherd has come to be with us. And fast forward and look ahead to the actual great wedding feast and the guy who's there, but not wearing his wedding garments. Now, I know at first blush this looks like, wow, that king is pretty unfair. But the fact of the matter is, in in a big wedding feast like this, they would have provided the wedding garments. I mean, this is something like, it's not like, how dare you not go to Joseph A. Bank and get your tux. It's not that. It's like, it's there for you. It's provided. And so for this guy to be there and not accept what's provided, and then the worst part, I think, is what comes next. Notice the king says to him, my friend, how is it that you came in here without a wedding garment? Remember, this is Jesus talking about his father, the king, 
God who can neither deceive nor be deceived. He's not sarcastic like we are. When he says my friend, it's not like, my friend. You know, I mean, he's seriously meaning that. But notice, he was reduced to silence. And that's a scary thing. We need to recognize that the good shepherd walks with us, that he wants to be with us all of the time. And what is the wedding garment that he offers us? Our baptismal garment, right? Our being clothed in Christ, being part of the body of Christ. I mean, every time I get to baptize a little guy, we say, you know, be clothed in this white garment, bring it unstained with you to the glories of heaven, that we have that by our baptism. But the trouble is, if we push God away, if everything else gets priority and we never take the time to realize who is with us, we get reduced to silence. Anxiety takes over. We think that the darkness is greater than the light, but that is not the case. Look to St. Paul once again, giving us so much help this Sunday in the second reading. I mean, it's, we get one of the most famous, at least recently, quotes from sacred scripture because Tim Tebow had it in his eye black. It's Philippians 4.13. But we build up to that, right? In every circumstance and in all things, I've learned the secret of being well-fed and of going hungry, of living in abundance and of being in need. How? I can do all things in him who strengthens me. And to be able to be in him, we've got to be with him. We've got to spend time with him to make sure that we're letting him into everything, that we're not pushing him away and choosing everything else before him. Because when he is in this with us, it doesn't matter if things are going great in its abundance or we're going hungry, he knows how to help us. Now I know, it's a mystery. Why are we in the dark valley? Why doesn't he just take it all away? I don't know, it's the mystery of the cross. But he wants us to bear it, but know this, he doesn't want us to bear it alone. He wants to be in the mix of all of this with us all of the time. I heard this great description about the, about the Eucharist this last week. You know, think about it like the bread of angels, the manna in the desert, with the Israelites passing through. You know, they have to keep feeding on that bread. Well, think about us in the dark valley, in the valley of tears. As we move through, he doesn't want us to starve. He wants us to feed on himself. The trouble is, as I said, we're all fallen. We don't necessarily choose what's right for us. Last night, I chose fries, not salad. I do it every time. Why? Because I am a fallen human being, and I prefer fries to salad, and I'm going to keep doing it, even though it's not going to help my health, right? But I'll keep going. We're fallen, and we don't make the right decisions. In fact, the priest retreat two weeks ago, the main thing was, it was on what's called discernment of spirits, which is a lot more practical than it sounds. Where every, you know, throughout the day, every day, we're being encouraged to do different things, whether good or bad, something that's going to help us or lead us away from Christ. And Father Gallagher, who was giving us these presentations, you know, was talking to a big group of priests, and he said, you know, think about nine o'clock on a Sunday night. You had, you know, glories of everybody together on Sunday. You were yelled at by somebody else, and your ups and your downs, and you're getting tired. It's nine o'clock, and you have a choice. Do you go ahead and pray night prayer and give your time to that and give, you know, pray the examination of conscience? Or do you reach for the phone? And you know, the phone can be good, it can be bad. We can go to things that are basically neutral or we can go to things that are horrible. The internet's a big, bad, scary place, right? And the question is, which do I go for? Which do I reach out to? Doesn't mean I can never get on the internet. Eventually I'll go to Duolingo and keep studying Spanish, right? But am I going to keep Christ in this with me? 
Yes, we live in a tough world. It's not easy out there. But folks, don't forget, the good shepherd walks with us. And as long as we keep inviting him in, as long as we recognize the baptismal garment we have been given and stay clothed with that in our very depths, in our hearts, well, then the beautiful thing is, whether in this fallen world, this valley of tears, we're in the midst of abundance or want, what we know is that we get a foretaste of heaven, that Jesus wants to be with us. And if we invite him in, if we stay clothed with his love, well then, whether it's time of abundance or hunger, whether it's dark or it's bright, it doesn't matter. Because in all things, we can do whatever it is in him who strengthens us. Praise be Jesus Christ.